Hello and welcome to H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series from H2 Tech, the hydrogen technology journal from Gulf Energy Information. My name is Sumedha Sharma and I'm the technical editor for H2 Tech and your host for H2 Tech Talk today. This week we'll be talking with Murgang Inamdar, the head of Asia and Middle East region for Heisen Motors. Heisen is leading the heavy duty transportation segment in the hydrogen industry and delivering to the promise of commercial vehicles, making hydrogen energy transition truly current. Before we get started with the discussion, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe and share the H2Tech podcast for more expert discussions on technology and trends in the hydrogen sector. Please click the subscribe button on iTunes or Blueberry to get connected to H2Tech Talk. So let me welcome our guest today. Hello and welcome to H2Tech Talk, Murgang. Thank you, Sumedha. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. So firstly, I'd like to invite you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role at Heisen Motors. Sure. Uh, so thank you once again. Uh, uh, to briefly introduce my role at Heisen, I, I, um, I'm responsible for the region um, of, of Middle East and Asia at, at Heisen. Uh, of course, I, I don't look at China, which is its own market, uh, you know, and, and that's not where my focus lies. Uh, in, in terms of background, I mean, I've spent the last uh, 15 plus years now in uh, renewables, clean tech, uh, financing mainly. I've also spent a, a little bit of time in, uh, in infrastructure financing. Um, so what is relevant, obviously, in that background today is that uh, I have... Uh, uh, I've always worked in terms of commercializing uh, technologies. So I worked in the solar PV world earlier. I've looked at a couple of other innovative technologies or what, what were innovative technologies at the time in terms of fin uh, financing these projects, in terms of commercializing these technologies. And uh, what is similar obviously today is that I have uh, the opportunity to work on a very interesting uh, and exciting uh, technology and product. Uh, and, and we always need to bridge the gap between what is technically exciting and what is also going to be supported by uh, commercial partners, financing partners, uh, clients, etc. So uh, that's my focus today at Hyzon. And, uh, you know, once again, it's an exciting company and I'm able to pick up uh, some of the toolkits that I have learned over the last uh, few years and, and apply them to this uh, exciting new industry. Excellent. Um... So can you tell me a little bit about why does Heisen, uh, why did Heisen choose to focus on heavy duty transportation? What makes this field promising clean energy application and what are the challenges associated with it? So uh, one of the you know, interesting things to mention here obviously is that uh, hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles are, are ultimately of course uh, electric vehicles. Uh, the, the drivetrain is very much still electric. Uh, at the same time, given that we are starting with hydrogen as, as a source of fuel, there's, there's uh, zero, let's say, pollution. They, you know, we, are, we are really talking of water vapor as, as the byproduct. Uh, the, the vehicles are completely silent. And uh, in, in that sense, they are fantastic to have running on, on the streets uh, and, and highways uh, next to where we are. Uh, so fundamentally, uh, what we are able to do with, uh, with these vehicles is to completely bypass the electricity grid as well. So unlike, you know, battery electric vehicles where you, you're only as green as the grid, with hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, we are able to completely bypass the grid. And uh, in, in that sense, we can be greener than, than the grid allows. Um, now, now that's, that's all great. Now, why we are focused on commercial, 
heavy duty vehicles or, or medium duty vehicles at Hyzon is that ultimately these are the technology, these are the applications which are most viable today. As hydrogen production starts to come online, as the, the price of hydrogen starts to drop in, in different parts of the world where, where large projects are starting to, uh, to again, come online, uh, we see that uh, heavy duty mobility is one of the first applications to become actually commercially viable. Um, Hyzon is, is, a, is a young company. It's a spin-off of, uh, however, a, a very, uh, uh, you know, well-respected company in, in the fuel cell application world. And, uh, you know, it was a very conscious decision for us to, to say that, uh, um, that commercial mobility is, is going to be exciting. It's also going to be commercially viable. We are going to keep a relentless focus on TCO. And uh, we are going to, in that sense, sell a product to customers where they actually benefit. They are not only investing in some new technology for the good of the environment, right? This is, this is a win-win for our clients and win-win for our partners. And, and of course, we are excited to be here. Um, you also asked me about the, uh, the challenges to, to, to deal with. Uh, so fundamentally, look, I, I sort of hinted at one of the challenges. It, it's got to be the availability of competitively priced hydrogen. Um, and, and of course, green hydrogen. Uh, now, now Hyzon is relentlessly focused on um, the, the total cost of ownership, the TCO. So if, the, if one side of the equation is not in our favor, if the hydrogen is too expensive, it just makes the overall equation also look bad. Uh, and, and, and that's something we, we try and avoid. So um, we, we want to make sure that there's uh, green hydrogen available, it's competitively priced. Um, you know, then of course, uh, we want to ensure that our vehicles are, are competitively priced as well. Uh, that's something that we control a lot more, obviously. And, and over time, we, we think uh, that, that fuel cell vehicles in general and Hyzon vehicles in particular will be getting uh, more and more competitive. Um, and of course, look, beyond this, there are always technical challenges. Like we are looking right now at uh, um, at, at uh, ways to use uh, liquid hydrogen for, for long-range transport. And uh, as uh, probably, uh, you know, your listeners know well, uh, you know, we have to deal with uh, liquid hydrogen, which is stored at, at uh, minus 423 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, then when it's um, actually, uh, you know, being transferred to the fuel cell, it's, it's more at, at ambient temperature. Now, we are working with chart industries on, on something like this. Uh, but, uh, you know, these are always exciting technical challenges that, that uh, keep my uh, engineering colleagues very, very motivated. Uh, and of course, there are many more, but, but I, I should stop here. Thank you. Um, absolutely. Uh, you're right about the speeding up of everything in the transportation sector alone. We can see that uh, more than about 600 hydrogen refueling stations have been deployed in uh, your region in particular, the Asia and Middle East region. So uh, let me ask you a little bit more about what types of green energy projects are you developing in this region? So um, as you mentioned, Sumedha, my focus uh, within Hyzon is uh, Middle East and Asia, uh, again, ex-China. Um, so what we are looking at are really uh, two types of projects. One is, of course, we are looking at uh, working with clients to, to deliver vehicles. Uh, one of the things you mentioned, of course, earlier was Hyzon is, uh, is making this whole thing current. So I, I should uh, quickly mention here that, you know, we are already delivering vehicles in, uh, in I think, three continents in, in 2021. Um, 
and uh, you know we are we are working with customers to to get orders finalized to to get pilot projects deployed etc uh, one of the uh, things that we focus on quite a bit is to actually um, solve the chicken and egg problem for our for our clients for our partners and that means we look at what would be the most appropriate way to source hydrogen in in many cases you know we we uh, ensure that it is uh, green or or perhaps another color that is also uh, not so bad for for uh, our planet uh, and and these are you know interesting uh, projects to to look into you know for 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 me at at hyzon given especially you know my background in in energy and and clean tech and renewables um we have you know we have entered into interesting uh, projects for example we have an mou with uh, with a company called ai drivers uh, looking at uh, autonomous uh, vehicles um, so you know uh, if you have autonomous vehicles for example deployed on a port premises uh, you are able to uh, practically operate a hydrogen vehicle for uh, 23 and a half hours each day and uh, you can imagine that then you of course you're going to need fewer vehicles you're going to need fewer um, uh, uh you know let's say industrial uh, components etc that go into these vehicles so so in a way just to just to reduce the dependence on vehicles is also a a positive contribution to uh to the environment uh, so we we are very happy to be to be working on several of these uh, uh projects we are working with the mining industry for example on on exciting uh heavy duty projects uh not strictly speaking my region of course but in, in australia we have announced a 154 ton truck for the for the mining industry um, the the mining industry again is is uh, looking to decarbonize and and uh, is excited about uh, developments in in the hydrogen in that sense uh we have partnered with uh, we have signed an mou for for uh, uh, for neom in in saudi arabia uh where you know we again this is a, a completely uh, sustainable city uh, fully powered by by renewable energy so we are excited to be working in uh, in such a such an innovative uh, project as well uh, so frankly there are too many to list you know but uh, but certainly we are uh, excited about uh, the region uh, which is middle east and asia as well as some of these uh, verticals that i mentioned you know mining ports i would add airports to that um and and we're looking forward to to seeing what uh, what happens uh, you know how this uh, develops in the next couple of years as well excellent it's actually really interesting to see uh, your work focus expanding into the more non conventional regions airports and mining so that that's uh, really interesting to hear uh you work at the forefront forefront of uh, commercial deployment right so what are your deployment strategies particularly with respect to uh the hyzen goal of accelerating the energy transition and what do you consider as your most deterring challenges right um so look in general i think our our focus is always on the total cost of ownership for our clients um so uh, you know we we want our clients to support us but we also want them to have an economically uh, sort of viable uh, solution um now as i said earlier you know there is a chicken and egg problem to always solve with uh, with these deployments especially in the in the regions i look into you know so uh, in in some parts of the world for example in uh, you know maybe in california to some extent maybe parts of australia uh, there is already a momentum to having uh, green hydrogen available and and that is fantastic then what we have to do as hyzon is to make sure we convince our clients for about uh, our, our fantastic uh, trucks and buses and 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 that's you know that that's always uh, uh, that that's always awesome for us 
uh, in the parts of the world where I'm very active, and, and I should add that practically in, in all parts of the world in that sense, uh, we have to look at the TCO from a hydrogen uh, procurement standpoint as well. Um, Hyzon is very much involved in, in looking into uh, alternative technologies and solutions that get us to uh, a competitive um, uh, TCO, uh, including, of course, the, the sourcing of uh, hydrogen, including uh, setting up hubs to produce the hydrogen ourselves, uh, looking at what is a locally viable solution to, to make that happen. Uh, you know, the locally viable solution, for example, in, in some uh, areas may be a waste to hydrogen solution. In other parts of the world, it may be a renewables to electrolyzer to hydrogen solution. Uh, so we, we want to optimize what is uh, locally uh, best suited to getting the cheapest, greenest uh, hydrogen possible. Uh, with, with this approach, we, we think that uh, we can be at or below diesel parity in, in many parts of the world, in many applications within the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Uh, now, just in the US, for example, uh, we expect, I think, and this is based on reports from the Hydrogen Council, that uh, four to 5% of the US market could be uh, hydrogen. Uh, to achieve this, we'll need an alignment uh, across different parts of the, uh, the value chain, right? Right from production to distribution to, to vehicle deployment. Uh, now, Hyzon is working closely with, with some uh, friends and partners. Uh, we have this thing called the Hyzon Zero Carbon Alliance. Um, you know, I also mentioned, of course, earlier storage and, and logistics. So we, we do need to improve uh, at, on, on several fronts to make this uh, uh, more and more competitive from a commercial deployment standpoint. Um, you know, one thing to quickly add, obviously, is that uh, there are always uh, policy challenges. You know, we uh, in, in some parts of the world, for example, uh, there is a policy support from uh, a diesel vehicle standpoint sometimes. You know, so the Middle East is an example, right? Your, your diesel is, is extremely uh, low priced. Now, a way to way to fight against that is to also offer a subsidy to the to the hydrogen side. Uh, in, in other parts of the world, it, it may just make sense to be, uh, you know, competing uh, on, on, you know, have, having a fair play solution really to, to make sure that there's, uh, there's uh, a way for hydrogen vehicles to compete. Uh, so we are very, uh, you know, we, we keep an eye on, on the policy challenges, of course. And, and one uh, challenge that, you, that I should mention is, you look, Hyzon is, is, uh, is having a fantastic suite of products. We are already delivering trucks and buses to, to clients today. Um, and... Uh, it is, uh, you know, a significant challenge for a young company to keep uh, keep up with the demand to to uh, to make sure we get uh, our vehicles to customers uh, this year, early next year. You know, for for orders that we've already received, uh, for for orders that are already in uh, that that are already being discussed. So, um, you know, we want to just make sure we we deliver on the promise of of Hyzon as well. So that you know that that goes beyond the industry, but that that's just specific to us, I guess. Okay, I think what you mentioned, the focus on sourcing locally is a great strategy, especially since we are really far from achieving our planet goals. And uh, incentivizing green hydrogen and green hydrogen applications is definitely a challenge. Uh, so that brings me to my next question. You talk about decarbonization without compromise. How does that tie in and what type of balance do you achieve between or you try to talk about when you're speaking of performance and economics? So uh, thanks, Sumida. I mean, the, there are essentially two questions there, right? One is, uh, 
decarbonization without compromise, which which means that uh, you know we we want to be green, we want to be good for the environment, we want to be supporting uh, sustainable solutions wherever possible, and 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 that's something that Hyzon is is always committed to. Uh, as I mentioned, you know we we support. Uh, uh, local sources of, of green hydrogen production uh, wherever possible. Uh, we are heavily invested in in uh, in this uh, activity. I, I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, later on this uh, particular uh, discussion as well. Uh, but but our, our focus is always to make sure that we are not compromising from uh, you know the hydrogen perspective or or from you know if we have a choice we always choose green. Uh, if green is not available, we'll always choose blue. You know, we 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 do always uh, try and keep an eye on on uh, uh, on on what is in a way good for the environment, uh, especially as uh, a company in in this uh, in, in this business. We we want uh, hydrogen vehicles to be good for uh, good for the environment uh, and to be sustainable. Uh, the other side of what you mentioned is is of course uh, you know uh, performance without compromise, and, and there it comes to. Uh, a technical challenge uh, that that we have to solve, right? Uh, from an engineering standpoint, there are several things that we can do that others can do, but they may not be commercially viable today. You know, we we simply cannot afford to sell uh, a truck for I'm just throwing a random number out there for five million dollars because we have some state of the art materials in in that truck, right? That's that that's not going to work. So so we always have to walk this far, this line between uh, what is really exciting from an engineering standpoint. And then to take that technology uh, or, or that innovation to, to figure out how it can be commercialized in a way that's economically viable, uh, how it can how we can then convince clients to to try out that uh, that innovation, for example, um, in a way that does not penalize our clients. Uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, some of our clients are early adopters. They may be willing to pay a twenty percent premium to test out something new for two, five vehicles, but it's never going to scale up to 500 vehicles. And, and that's what our focus is. So, so we are, we are without a choice, almost, we have to make sure we, uh, we take these innovations and we make them competitively priced. We, we make them commercially viable. Um, and, and, uh, and there are several examples just within Hyzon. I, I mentioned the liquid hydrogen story. We are going to have to make that, uh, uh, you know, competitively priced, certainly. It should not increase the price of the vehicle upfront uh, more than a certain uh, uh, amount, let's say. Uh, then, of course, we have a patent pending uh, uh, onboard uh, hydrogen storage uh, system, which looks at uh, lightweight, uh, you know, composite materials. Um, you know, this has the potential to reduce uh, the weight of the system, uh, the storage system, by by forty three percent. You know, we're reducing costs by more than fifty percent. Uh, you know, we're having um, um, the manufacturing component count reduced by by seventy five percent. Now, now all of these uh, are, are exciting numbers, and and the reason why this works is because we are reducing costs by more than fifty percent. So, so ultimately, you know, the the performance will come from uh, a. A good solution for for uh, from a sustainability standpoint that is also priced in such a way that it is uh, possible for the industry for our clients to adopt these, these solutions. Um, so you know that's that's just something to uh, to stress on. Um, in in terms of some of the hydrogen production solutions, I, I mentioned we we look at often uh, waste to hydrogen style solutions. So so in a way we are looking at the recycling world. We are looking at uh, uh, some solutions, for example, that also are able to accept plastic in terms of hydrogen production itself. So, uh, you know, 
in terms of performance versus economics versus uh, sustainability i think we are trying to tick the box and and to and i mean that in a good way you know uh, to to meet uh, the right standards of performance as well as the right standards for sustainability um, on on all our projects right. so i'm curious uh, do you have uh, your own large rnd system behind this because you mentioned something about uh, a lightweight hydrogen storage onboard hydrogen storage solutions so does hyzen have its own r&d facilities uh, well yes absolutely i mean hyzen has its own um, r&d facilities uh, we have uh, already you know we have been uh, should i say allotted allotted several patents uh, and and we've also uh, filed uh, several more uh, so the one that i i that we just mentioned which is the the onboard storage uh, solution that is a patent pending innovation um hyzon uh, has uh, an r&d hub a, a, more than one r&d hub actually even just in north america so we have uh, um uh, facilities in uh, illinois we have facilities in uh, detroit for some vehicle innovations we are looking at uh, uh, some interesting prototyping work in uh, in rochester uh, in in upstate new york um of course uh, hyzon also has uh, r&d facilities uh, either on its own or through our parent company horizon in uh, in uh, china as well uh, you know we have uh, um, capabilities in that sense across uh, different parts of the world uh and now of course that that's also becoming uh, something that we are focused on in europe europe is a very important and and big market for us so we we are involved in some r&d uh, uh, on the ground in in uh, europe as well in netherlands and germany um and and of course look ultimately like i you know i like to say personally that hyzon is a startup uh, you know it's it's a com- of course we are now listed on the nasdaq but we were incorporated just uh, a year and a half back uh, however we are in a way an 18 year old startup because our parent company horizon fuel cell technologies uh, was uh, set up in 2003 uh this company has been at the forefront of innovation in in terms of uh, fuel cell applications um you know we are um we are very grateful in that sense to have that legacy behind us uh, our ceo and chairman are uh, uh, are uh, uh, founders of hyzon but they're also uh, co-founders of uh, horizon um and and in that sense we we continue to focus very heavily on on innovation and in-house r&d um you know and of course look we are we are innovating across the the entire fuel cell system that's that's really our core technology uh, we are uh, looking at uh, advanced materials we are looking at uh, you know membrane electrode uh, assemblies as well uh, in house uh, we have actually brought some of these uh, technologies and uh, capabilities to our north american facilities already and um, you know we, we we do see that as as being absolutely critical in order for hyzon to maintain its uh, technical technological lead so uh you mentioned your membrane electrode assemblies uh so tell me a little bit more about this you talk about low cost cathodes and advanced meas how does this technology stand out so i mean look ultimately i think all electrochemical reactions uh, uh take place at the mea level uh, you know that's where the power comes from uh it's also a, a major cost contributor to the fuel cell right i mean uh, we we have some precious metals so our, our gen 3 i think has as titanium if i'm not mistaken uh so all the pre- precious materials are are right here uh we have developed 
at uh, advanced, uh, you know, cathode catalysts in-house. We use uh, uh, innovative, uh, how is it called, like functionalized uh, uh, ionomers. Uh, and, and we are using uh, nano-engineered, uh, you know, microporous layers uh, to reduce the, the loading in the, in the cathode uh, catalyst layer. Um, so, you know, we are also developing uh, sort of novel uh, membrane uh, stabilizers uh, to improve the lifetime of, of the membrane, you know, without any uh, trade-off in the sense of, you know, performance or in terms of durability, for example. Um, I mean, look, uh, tests, uh, we, we are getting this whole thing tested. Uh, we, we seem to be outperforming best-in-class best in third-party catalysts uh, by a factor of uh, something like, well, I don't know, 1.6 or something. That's what I heard. Um, so, so, you know, we are really quite focused on this. Uh, our uh, senior management, uh, they happen to be experts in this. So this is really something that gets uh, uh, monitored uh, by, by our top management directly. Um, and, and, you know, we, we are lucky again, as I mentioned, to have uh, uh, our legacy, our history of, of uh, you know, the relationship with Horizon, uh, which, which plays a big part as well. Back on uh, what you just mentioned a while ago, that Europe is a very important part of the entire hydrogen energy revolution. But when I also look at the market data, I see that besides Europe, of course, uh, the Asia Pacific region is currently driving the hydrogen generation market in particular. So given your location in particular, are you looking to expand into hydrogen production? Uh, are you focusing on green or blue hydrogen? And what, what kind of uh, goals do you have with this type of ventures, if you have them? So, uh, I mean, look, that's, that's a great question. And, and the short answer is yes, we are looking into our own uh, uh, strategy in terms of uh, developing hydrogen hubs, as we call them. Um, I, I should also quickly mention, I mean, when you say that APAC is, is doing quite well in terms of hydrogen production, uh, a large part of that um, that momentum is really coming from Australia, where Hyzon has uh, a fantastic on-the-ground presence. We have a, a different uh, team looking into that. Uh, a very, uh, uh, I mean, a fantastic team and a fantastic, fantastic presence on the ground um, in 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 Australia, New Zealand. Um, to to get back to the to the question that you you that you asked. Uh, so look, I mean, Hyzon is very committed to local, decentralized, and green uh, hydrogen production. We, we also like, uh, as a vehicle company, as, an, as a vehicle OEM, we like opportunities where uh, a single client or a single hub has, uh, has a requirement at a, at a fleet scale. So there are volumes that, uh, that, that come from a single client or a single location. And that allows us to also then justify an investment into a hub at that location. You know? So we are not trying to, in a way, uh, build a network of refueling stations across a large country or a large state. That, that's not necessarily where we would start. What, where we would start is to find the clients who have uh, requirements for uh, vehicles at volume. And, and therefore a decentralized local solution for competitively priced uh, green hydrogen uh, works from, a, from, a, from an investment standpoint. And uh, Hazon uh, has its own initiative in that sense to, uh, to support the development of these uh, uh, hubs. Uh, we are having an appetite to even invest into these hubs to, to produce uh, green hydrogen locally. Um, and and uh, we, are, we have put in a fair bit of effort internally to, 
to evaluate uh, alternative, you know, sorry, competing technologies, you know, that, that start with, uh, for example, MSW, so waste, or start with uh, RNG, as it's called, you know, renewable nat uh, natural gas, or, um, uh, or, or any other feedstock, really, and, and uh, end up with uh, green, competitively priced hydrogen. Now, um, of course, you know, what is public is that uh, we have an MOU with, uh, uh, for, for a joint venture with, with Raven SR, which is an exciting uh, American company. We are, we are looking at uh, maybe about 100 hydrogen production hubs across the US and, and globally. Um, you know, this is again an MSW to green hydrogen style uh, um, ecosystem that, that we will look to set up. Uh, again, more than 100 of them. Um, each of these hubs will convert, you know, organic waste uh, to, um, uh, or, or really waste in any form, frankly, to, uh, to uh, uh, locally produced, uh, competitively priced green hydrogen. Um, and, uh, you know, beyond even, even Raven, we are, we are also working with a couple of other uh, very exciting uh, companies in this space. You know, some of them have uh, an MSW to hi green hydrogen uh, solution. Others have... Uh, uh, a gas to gas solution, you know, that may start with, like I said, you know, biogas or, or RNG to, to green hydrogen. Um, we, you know, we, we are also looking, of course, at, uh, at, at the conventional uh, green uh, hydrogen ecosystem. So starting with renewables, uh, then electrolyzers, and then uh, uh, the hydrogen. Um, but, but ultimately, like I said, you know, our focus as Hyzon is to see that the, the technologies we partner with are uh, a commercially viable, that is to say that they are bankable, they will be supported by investors that are needed to, uh, to get such projects um, executed and built. Uh, we want these to be local, so we, we'd much rather produce hydrogen at $3 a kilo um, and, and have it consumed locally rather than produce it at $1, but then spend $4 or $5 on the transportation. Um, and, and of course, um, we have started to um, invest ourselves into these projects um, uh, because ultimately, I think we, we have to put our money where our mouth is, you know, and just make sure we, we demonstrate these, we, we, we ensure the supply and availability and uh, sustainability of the hydrogen that we ourselves need for our own clients, uh, for our own fleets, uh, not just in the US, but really across the world. So it, it's a major focus. I, I have, um, um, you know, within Hyzon, our, our chief strategy officer is himself uh, uh, looking into this. Uh, so uh, it's my friend, uh, Parker Meeks. Uh, he, he's responsible for this. Um, we, uh, we are closely monitoring, you know, other, other ways to uh, participate in this, in this space. And uh, certainly, I think it will be a, a key factor in Hyzon's success. Um, once again, uh, given that we have to always solve the chicken and egg problem. Thank you so much, Murgank, uh, for sharing your in insights, especially your innovative techno-economic solutions. That is uh, the major takeaway from this discussion for me, and I'm sure for all of our Age to TikTok audience. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to share and subscribe to the Age to TikTok podcast on Apple Podcasts or Blueberry. Thank you.